You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose. And now drops it, Kane shoots, trickling puck, Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from Lynette. I was going in. In tight, Huberto trying to go back into forehand, they score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. The Flames win it! Yeah, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Good morning. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Can we just put the the, the post-game Flames talk on again? Fired up. We're a little late a little today. Preseason, That's okay. uh I love it. Post-game show? I love it. We needed all of that. Taking some calls? Yeah. Thoughts on uh, Milano and Eakin, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, good for them. Yeah. For grinding out that much radio on preseason. I love it. A lot of takes, a lot of preseason takes. It's a valiant gig. I love it. Uh, we got a busy show. We got a fun show planned for you. <laughs> I hope it's fun. Uh, Flames general manager Brad Living is going to join us at eight thirty. That's a pretty. That's a big deal. I'm excited. Yeah, that that's that's a big deal. I'm always excited when Tree stops by for a chat. He was um, a real big proponent of this town when. Uh, we were getting maybe a little kicked in the teeth from some of the other markets when a couple of lads left. I can't remember their names, but he had some interesting comments on this city, and I'm excited for him to maybe share some things about what he loves about Calgary yeah. with you. Look at you. Get out of my head, Matt Rose, because I was going to kind of lead him in that way because he's from uh, uh, not here. No. Came here. From Arizona. Right. And I got to ask him, what's his favorite part of Calgary? What's the one thing he discovered he had no idea about that he loves about Calgary? How did, and where else you got to find out? Yeah. I happened down in Montreal in that dinner. You're like, okay. you probably know Montreal pretty well. I've been there. Where was the spot? What was um, going on with this Jonathan Huberto dinner? I'm, uh, I'm not allowed to drive in the city, in the province of Quebec. So why, why is that? I got a big unpaid ticket. Oh, that I never ended up. <laughs> This was like 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and I was with uh, my ex at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I turned on the island of Montreal. I made a right-handed turn yeah. on a red. Can't do mm-hmm. that. Blew the red. Then all of a sudden, this van comes out of nowhere. Whip, whip. Yep. Goes, uh, sir, you blew the red. And then, of course, being super apologetic guy, because a cop's there flashing a flashlight in your face, like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize the close was clear. Oh, no, you blew the red. And then he's starting to write me up a ticket, and then I start to get a yeah, and then I start to get a little belligerent. I'm like, the only reason you're giving me this ticket is because you know I'm from Ontario. Yeah. And a lot of maybe people in Alberta said everybody from Ontario deserves a ticket, but that's fine. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. And uh, all of a sudden, it was a six hundred and fifty dollar ticket in like two thousand one. <laughs> and I'm like, I am not going to pay this thing. So then I bought a brand new car like four or five years later, and I'm mm. like, you know what? Because when they register your vehicle, yeah. I go, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put this thing into my car payment and screw it. Nope, never got it. And then all of a sudden, all these letters kept coming in from Quebec. Oh, make sure you pay, make sure you pay. We're gonna put a boot on your car. I'm like, drive down the seven hours. I dare you. And come put the boot on my car. Let's see it. And then I finally got this final giant letter from the province of Quebec. Mm-hmm. If I get caught driving in the province of Quebec, <laughs> they will throw me in jail until I pay the fine. Literally. Good for you. Way to stand up to the man. Yeah. Putting eat your that, foot Quebec. down. Quebec. So eat it. One ticket was like 600 bucks? Yeah. He didn't like stack you up for a couple of things because he had a bad attitude? I don't know what. I, 
I, I know cops love to do that. Listen, you got a bad attitude. Well, all of a sudden, Maddie, your blinkers aren't working. Maddie. Yeah. Uh, is the Jack Nicholson uh, quote. There's two people you should lie to. Your girlfriend and the police. Mm. And <laughs> I was definitely <laughs> I was definitely sweet as pie to mm. this police officer. So sweet, I probably gave him a toothache. And he still, he still gave me the big ticket. Unbelievable. And I have not paid it yet. So, yeah, that's great. Go to Montreal. Go sure, party it up. Just this guy can't get behind the wheel. I need a driver. Isn't that like a built-in excuse? Not like, to go sorry, to guys. I can't be a DD. If I do it, there's going to be vans coming out of everywhere. They're going right. to haul me into prison. Yeah, I'm a you guys fugitive. are going to have to get me out. It's going to ruin the entire experience. Yeah. You guys have to drive. You guys got to get the rental car. I'm sorry. I want to. Yeah, but I just can't. And it's the government's fault. I'm a fugitive in the province of Quebec. Yeah, good. So for you know. Wow. New cast member, fugitive. Yeah. That's something new for me. You're like, we've had a, a rotation of guys that I've worked with over the summer, but I don't think any of them had a rap sheet. Yeah, I'm uh my criminal past of not paying a ticket in Quebec mm-hmm. is coming back to haunt me, but at least I could splash around in the pool of truth with you guys mm-hmm. and share my uh, share my truth about my um my giant fine in Quebec that I never paid. So the Quebec government can suck on it. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say here in Alberta. Let them know. I'm in free Alberta. Can drive around all I want. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, I love our show today. As I mentioned, the Flames GM going to join us at 830. Um, Greg Wyshynski, senior writer at ESPN, 7 o'clock. Look around the National Hockey League. Get his take on the Flames. It's always fun to talk to Wish. So smart. So good. Uh, Jeff Erickson, RotoWire senior editor, host of RotoWire Fantasy Sports Today for Sirius XM Radio. Um, waiver Wire Day for more, your fantasy football team. More injuries over the uh, oh, man. weekend. Javante Williams done. Corderell, Corderell Patterson going to the IR for a few weeks there. He is. About four weeks, it looks like he'll be out minimum. Earliest back is week nine. And what are we about to start week five here? So, yes. yeah, math adds up. What do you do if you drafted Cam Akers? Do you cut bait on Kyle Pitts? How Lots are we feeling about John Taylor? Is he a buy low yeah. candidate? Yes. Look at that. We just... Ran through the interview right there, and That's he'll, he'll fill in the blanks. Do we even have to have him on now? Yeah, we do. Yeah, he's he has really to, good. We have to fill in the blanks because those are just the question parts. Uh, he's really good. Um, the listeners are really good here. I I was I was touched, mm-hmm. but like not in a weird way. But I felt good about the amount of feedback we got yesterday for episode one. Some warm fuzzies. Of the big show. I've seen it on social media, and people are trying to make this work. Uh, the R and R show. Are you are you into that a little bit? That little, get uh, some R and R with Russick and Rose on Sportsnet nine sixty. Honestly, when I saw it, I was like, "Dang, is there an opportunity there?" That's not the worst thing that I've seen. Really, it wasn't. You, I've you seen took worse. a bit of a shining to it. I did. Okay, R and R in the morning. A little R and R in the morning. I don't know. I'm just such like a walking cliche that like be saying like, "Oh, I'm, I gotta go to bed. Need a lot of R and R." Like that's yeah. something I would legitimately say to Time my friends. Time to strap on the old feed bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta go talk to the old ball and chain. Yeah, you know something like my that. Old lady at home. <laughs> yeah, so I can strap on the old feed bag. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, you like the R and R. So I and love even those somebody, type of cliches. Yeah, somebody even sent us a beautiful GIF on on, on Twitter. I saw. It. I didn't see the GIF. Tell me more. I'd love that you call it GIF like peanut butter. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, 
Yeah, it's got like this beautiful art. I'll show it to you during the break. And someone did like art it. for us? Yeah, well, it's like just R&R GIF. I don't know if they did art. If they did art for us, that's ridiculous. Or do they you just should. like search R&R? And yeah, I think they, they searched R&R. GIF bar? And just, yeah, I, I think that's exactly what happened. But a little R&R. <laughs> I don't hate it. You know? Because it's early. Can, can you do it in like a radio guy voice? Like a strip club DJ voice? Hmm. Because by the way, that was always like my backup plan. To be a, one a of the stripper most, DJ? Yeah, one of the most legendary um, places where women take their clothes out for money is in Niagara Falls. It's called the Sundowner. It is world famous. The Sundowner. Yes, world famous. And that was always the backup plan in broadcasting. I don't know if I can do it in like a... a like. A, do, you, do you want me to help you? Yeah, give me a shot. Well, because it always starts with, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, fellas. How are we doing tonight? Hey Come guys. on down. Hey, guys. It's R&R. On Sportsnet 960, get your hands together. Get those $5 bills out. Hey, guys. Get your tooties ready. Get those yeah. hands out of your pockets and put them together. It's Russick and Rose in the morning. That's, you know what? That was more game show. That was kind of game show. It, it started It started to trend sick yeah. at home again. I do like that. Yeah. It was game showy, though. Maybe you have a, maybe you have a, like, not only is your I want to be a voiceover here. artist. I think I could do I it. Think that was very good. Reading like a spot like that, yeah, like I could do liners. Like you got one hanging around there. Yeah, like here, I'm you sure I could read an, a yeah, liner. Go ahead, do it in announcer yeah. guy voice. Here's the liner for today. Do read read the one what we're do doing we for the Rose Report at the top. Morning report brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state of the art facility where they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes on 51st Avenue and Third Street Southeast. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, that one got a little gravelly. I didn't like that. You sounded just a touch slow there. Really? Yeah, just, just a, a little, little bit. Mm. Like you sounded like you were as about as sharp as a bag of wet hair. That's how you sounded like. Oh. Dang. Like, I think I'm going to blame the writing. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to blame the writing. Gotten listen, God bless uh everyone who <laughs> writes these for us cuz they've I don't like I know you get into like this business and you're like I'm working in media. It's awesome. And then you have to write stuff like this and they never flow. No. It's very like It's not easy. It's very halting. That's what it is. It's halting the whole time. Yeah, um, our old our old uh, valiant leader. He had some some writing ability. Let me tell you, where okay. just tripping over um, a lot of repeated words in back to back sentences. That was always a, a favorite of mine. Not a fan of writing those. Okay, it's tough. Fan of selling stuff and promoting people's stuff. But, yeah, but the writing, someone else. Um, it's still getting to know George in Calgary. Yes. I'm excited uh, for this week. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be part of the community now. Um, I had another question percolating in my large head. Mm. Um, I wanted to get the listener's opinion. I think we might even open up the phone lines again. I don't know how much, if the listeners enjoy hearing from other listeners, because I kind of like doing it, because I like to hear the perspective of our fans, Mm -hmm. our listeners, people who are diehards to this radio station. I like to hear from them. I know I'm sure there's a ton of regulars who call the the post-game show. Oh, yeah. George and Robert and yeah. all of them. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because anytime you work at a radio station, Sylvia. You, there's all these same... Again, I have no idea where these we people are. We love Sylvia. I did hear, actually, I did hear George last night, and he was wishing Pat Steinberg a happy birthday. Yeah, George is always the first one to call overtime. Oh, like He's, right away? Yeah. Oh. He lives in South Carolina. 82 games really? a season, baby. Yeah. Oh, Georgie is on oh, it. Represent. Yeah. Way, way in South Carolina. Um, it is getting to know you. I want to um, 
Open up the phone lines later, but shoot us a text, 960-960. You can also throw in your name and where you're texting from. I like that, too. Mm-hmm. I like to know where they're coming from. So name and location. What is the best part mm-hmm. of Calgary sports fans? And what is the worst part of Calgary sports fans? I tweeted this out at George Russick, at Matt Rose, YYC. You can, you can obviously reply on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you via the text line, 590 Name and location. We'll start with you, Maddie. We'll go around the room. Patrick Dumont, such a smooth name, uh, is is in is here as well. We'll get his take. And Alex Brody as well. And I got some gaming a gaming question later on in the okay. show for Alex. Love that. That'll be exciting. Some, some something big happened in the in the <gasps> gaming world yesterday. Really. And I also have uh, something later on in the show. What? That uh, it's probably not the coolest thing to be in Guy Fieri's entourage, but we'll leave that for later. Yeah, okay, we can touch on that later. Yeah, that we'll, seems we'll like do that later. That seems like a lot to unpack right yeah, now, there frankly. Is. There is. But tell me, Matt Rose, yes. what is the best thing about Calgary sports fans and what is the worst thing of Calgary sports fans? I think the best thing of Calgary sports fans for me has been an eagerness to um, try some new things lately. Like this new CEBL league, everyone's pretty eager about it. The Cavalry had pretty good attendance coming in. Everyone still loves the Flames, and I think there's a certain amount of excitement for the Wranglers, but I think that this is a city that's excited to get a little bit more sports, understanding that, yeah, you're probably not going to get an MLB team or an NBA team, but I do love the passion in the fans here that it can extend past just hockey, and Mm. there's been a group that have been very eager to try and branch out and expand, because I think that's good for the town. And the worst part? The worst part is the wave. The wave. The wave. The wave is bad. The wave happens far too early, okay. far too often. In tie games. And in instances where it does not belong. Okay. Tie games, getting blown out. Yeah. Don't do the wave. The wave is for when the game is... The wave is for garbage time. When okay. the players are going through the motions and you're trying to distract yourself. And the win is in the bag. That's when the wave is time. But apart from that, don't do the wave. And... And I saw the wave in the second intermission yesterday, in the second period yesterday. Cut it out. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing way too much cynicism from you with that because maybe people just want to have a good time. I know I'm not pro. I'm, I, not, I, I'm not really pro or anti-wave. I anti find it wave. extremely distracting. Okay. But there's always that, that drunk dude who's up like, hey, come on, let's do the wave. Yeah, like, don't encourage him. Don't it. encourage him. There's the don't one guy who, who's like the firecracker. Sir, down in front. Of the wave. That's enough. Sit down. Producer Patrick. Yeah. What's the best thing about Calgary well, Sports? I'll just piggyback games? off Maddie's uh, take there with, uh, with the expanding of other sports that aren't, you know, getting out of the niche sports here where, you know, it was Flames, yeah, and then, you know, the Stamps. But, you know, going down to Spruce Meadows for Cavalry Games is one of the best atmospheres in this city. Um, you know, I'm super excited for the CEBL franchise that comes through here. Uh, you know, it's just expanding our sporting taste, which is nice because, you know, I'm 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 all sports. I'm not you know, I'm not just a hockey hockey guy. I, I like other sports more than hockey. So I'm really excited to see other sports than just, you know, the flames running the show here. As for the worst thing, uh, just going to the dome. I mean, just you know, going to the dome is the worst it, thing. It's not the greatest. I don't think that there's many people that would argue, you know, okay. that and like a lot of it. It's it sounds like a mall 80 percent of the time during games. It's quite quiet, you know. Uh, have you tried, have you tried going to the dome lately, Pat? 
I went to construction I right now. Oh my! Yeah, I've been I, the last. I was at the. It was well. It was game two against the Oilers. Was my last Flames game. We all know how that went. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's the construction around there is brutal. The uncertainty over the arena just makes it really hard to get really excited about the future of the team. Uh, and then once you're in the building, it's not the greatest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I see the wave, and so far the building is the worst part of Calgary sports fans. The passion and, I mean, and it's the, not the appetite. fans' fault. The building is no, crappy. no, it's not. But the appetite uh, for more sports in Calgary is super cool. Um, technical director. Alex Brody. Alex, what's the best part about Calgary sports fans? So the best part, I would say, is like Calgary sports fans will commit to their takes and just ride with them. Like, I love like <laughs> they, their... They don't... How That's a good thing? Like, I would say like if you're passionate about your team, it doesn't matter if you're wrong in a way. Like, that's kind of what sports are about. Like, I don't know. You might disagree with me on that one as like mm. a host. Um, but I love just like meeting fans and, you know, sometimes they have the most outrageous takes, but at the end of the day, you can just tell that they love the teams that they support. It doesn't really. And that's the other thing is like, you know, it doesn't matter what sport it is here. Like every team, the Calvary, the stamps, the flames, they, they have those die hard fans mm -hmm. that will just ride or die with their team. So that would be my favorite part. Um, and kind of going off what Dumas said uh, for the worst part. Driving at the dome, man. Like I dropped my girlfriend off for a game there, and it took me like thirty minutes just she to get out. She didn't want there. you there. Well, she had tickets with her friends, so okay. so I, I wasn't right. included. But okay. um, yeah, it was like just drive. Getting around there is just the worst. And once again, not necessarily fans' fault, but the driving doesn't help. I'll say that much. Okay, I love it. Get those texts rolling in. Did I say five ninety five ninety early? Did, did once. That's ten bucks now. Oh my god. No, but if I do that, just, it up. like, don't. I didn't notice it this time. I didn't hear. I just saw the text lines like oh. five ninety five ninety. Again, I can't. Got the sound effects Again, now. that's two. That's twice I've done that. In so, two days, two for two. Well, I, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, inevitably. Yeah, of course. You only look work for the other guys for what? 14 years. Yeah. So, yeah, just if that happens, make sure you immediately call me out on it. Okay. Because we'll this is Sportsnet 960 and our the text fan. line is 960-960. Mm -hmm. So best part about Calgary sports fans, worst part about Calgary sports fans. 960-960, name and location, please. I got a texter saying, we don't do that in Calgary, name and location. Why not? Like, what is there a rule? Well, I think that the thing in Toronto is that you got a lot more of the kind of general big... They're like, I don't know. We got like Jason and Markham. And stuff like that. Markham, like, they're they're more... Okay, but but what? I agree. I like the idea of putting the the, yeah. the location. Yeah, we had a bud saves from Drumheller. I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And we yeah. get a lot of people who text from outside the city and I want to know if where you are in the town, frankly. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's it's not difficult. Dave right? and Sundance. <laughs> See? Yeah. Thank you. Keep them coming. 96960. The best part mm -hmm. about being a Calgary sports fan and the worst part about Calgary sports. What I like what all three of you have done, you've kind of skirted the you know, the real issue of what the worst part about Calgary sports fans are. Mm -hmm. You said the wave because you didn't really want to. Actually, the worst part is. And even Patrick's like, yeah, the dome. And then, again, the dome stuff. I get all of that. And I've, I've had, I listened to all that when I was here way back when in 2018. Mm -hmm. But you still haven't really told me the worst part. Like, the wave was, the wave was pretty good that you're anti-wave. And I understand that. 
But you got to tell me that maybe the the overreaction to the team, maybe this, maybe that. Like it, in Toronto, Leaf fans are completely irrational. That's the worst <laughs> part. Like every prospect is going to be the next like superstar in the like. I, I think there was the a, fans are completely irrational. I think they don't care about any other hockey yeah. except for them. I think there was a t- like we were okay with mediocrity. A lot of the fans here, and that probably wouldn't flow. See, flow a lot in now Toronto and Montreal. Patrick, for, that's what I like. For years, there was times where hell, we should have rebuilt a long, See, that's what I ta- long time ago. That's what I'm talking about, Pat. Fans are content with too much mediocrity. I think that is a thing. That's in Calgary. what I we're like. Okay with being See? meh. Thank you. It's easy to crap on the old saddle dome, and I understand all of that. But that's a little more into what I kind of want to know. Ah, but I don't know if this. I think that that is an older theme rather than a new one because okay. I really do feel like there has been a lot of frustration with this team. Just like last year was a big one because they were able to get to the second year of the playoffs, and for a long time it was just okay, get into the playoffs, and then that became not enough. And I think that right now there is. Um, definitely a portion that are saying, yeah, you look at it, you look at the West, you should be in the Western Conference Final. Is and it, anything else but that is is not going to do it. Is mm-hmm. it similar to how they feel up the road in Edmonton where it's like if it's conference, it's it's like they're thinking cup or bust up there. Should it be the same attitude down here or is I don't it just conference it, final or I bust? I don't think it should be the same attitude here. You don't have the best player in the world and yeah? the second okay. best player in the world as well. Like I think that, that you have to have an attitude towards winning, but I – I totally understand them being way more vehemently angry up up the road because you've got McDavid and Dreisaitl. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I don't like is a lack of faith in the coaches as far as how they deploy the goaltenders. I thought that was a big thing last year. And I wonder how it's going to go this year. I do think Dan Vladar is probably going to end up earning himself some more playing time and it maybe won't be the same discussion. Mm-hmm. But at times it was like, guys, come on. And and every fan base does the thing where the top prospect should be on the team and why isn't he here? Yeah. And there's a, a young man, Matthew Phillips, who's about was he, five foot seven, five nine? Uh great AHL player. And the fan base has wanted to see him in the NHL for about two years. And haven't had much of an opportunity. And that is a, a big um Gets stuck in the craw of some of the fans yeah. sometimes. And a lot of fans do that. It's like the backup quarterback on an NFL team. Always the most popular guy. Because it's like, okay, the, our quarterback sucks. The backup's probably going to be better. And just like prospects, you're like, okay, this guy isn't good being the second line winger. But look what this guy's doing in the AHL. Maybe we give him a shot. I think a lot of fans are guilty of doing that. Because it's a lot harder when you get to the top than it is being excelling in the American Hockey League or just being the backup quarterback when you carved up preseason, playing against second and third string defenses. The other thing is revisionist history. Oh, yeah. hundred. You should have traded Johnny Gaudreau the, that offseason. Okay. But well, you did can't. you hear a lot of that? Oh, yeah. Okay. And See, now, now, now we're starting to peel the onion here, Matt. That's what I like to hear. And I didn't like it because he wasn't, he he was bad the year before, and he wasn't a playoff performer. And then he had a great year, and he was playing in the playoffs, and he was all good. And then he left, and everyone said, "Well, you should have traded him. Mm-hmm. You weren't going to get anything. You weren't going to get anything for him. Mm-hmm. And then you weren't going to trade him in season because you were a good winning team. a division. <laughs> so you can't say you should have traded him last year. Mm-hmm. That's revisionist history. 
and you're changing the value of the player last offseason because of something See? that's recently happened. All right, so so far we, we revisionist history. The fan base is sometimes guilty of revisionist history and maybe accepting too much mediocrity. That's what I like. And obviously the dome and the wave is in there too. The passion is the number one thing you guys keep saying is the best part. And, and I knew that coming here, that the passion of the fan base is what makes this city so awesome. Keep them rolling in. 960-960 is the text line. 960-960. Name and location when you text too, please. They're doing it now. They're I love it because I want to give you credit. I want to say who you are and where you're from. Like We want to be proud you're from Tuscany. Let's go, Tuscany. See, Airdrie's here. Med Hat is here. Yeah. All Let's get them. some Saskatchewan up in here too. Text in. 960-960. The Rose Report straight ahead. Greg Wyshynski, senior NHL writer at ESPN. Uh, some big thing happened in the gaming world, and it's not the best to be part of Guy Fieri's entourage. We'll do all of that. It's R&R. R&R in the morning. Get a little uh, Russick and Rose in you. Yeah, it's the big show. Mm-hmm. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. The top of the hour. Senior NHL writer at ESPN, Greg Wyshynski, will join us. At 7.30, Jeff Erickson, senior editor at Rotowire, host of Rotowire Fantasy Sports Today on Sirius XM. Help you out with your waiver wires. This is something you specifically wanted for our show. There's a lot of fantasy football players out there. Sometimes your mood on Monday is determined by how your fantasy football teams did. Jeff Erickson's going to help you on the waiver wire because there's some big-time injuries oh. in the National Football League. Every week, man, there's a couple guys, and I always need advice because... Well, I don't really know everybody in the NFL, okay. so we go to the pros. Yeah, and Jeff Erickson is terrific. And don't forget, Flames GM Brad Treliving will join us at 830. Yes, Super excited about that. Super excited about your texts. 960-960. Best part of Cal- about Calgary sports fans. I want to know these things. It's the getting to know George week here on the big show, and I want to hear the worst part about Calgary sports fans. 960-960, name and location. But first... The Rose Report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility where they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Well, Georgie, another day and another morning report. We had the Flames hosting the Kraken for a little preseason puck. The Jays and Orioles played a, most of a game. And then Monday Night Football, 49ers and the Rams, plus a, a surprise appearance from a public individual. Mm-hmm. Let's dive in with the team in red. I'm always stressed. <laughs> Michael Stone in the lineup, taking on the Kraken, skated on a pair with Connor Mackey yesterday. Markstrom playing in this one. Andrew Mangiapane and Chris Tanev made their preseason debuts. And how about Chris Tanev getting on the board early? Shoots and scores in his first game since the fifth game of the second round of last season's Stanley Cup playoffs. Chris Tanev rips the puck past Martin Jones. So he buckles Matty Beneers with the first shot. Second one finds the back of the net. 20 goals, 60-point season incoming for Chris Tanev here, George. Did you pick him up in fantasy? What? Uh, I, I did have my fantasy draft last night. Yeah? Uh, and it was... I think the Sistine Chapel took less time than the... To build? Yeah. Really? To, to paint. Really? Than um, the, this fan... 
three hours and 36 minutes. You said it, clock time was two minutes? Clock time pick? between picks was two minutes. Yeah. Real quick, because nobody cares about my fantasy team. But I ha- I'm going to tell you anyway, because there's a connection. Yeah. I had the ninth pick in the draft. Uh-huh. So defensemen and goaltending are worth a little more. Oh. So I took Hedman ninth. Uh-huh. Fine. Hella buck on the way back. Okay. And then I did a little Calgary Flames. You had to sprinkle a little Calgary a little, uh, Flames mm-hmm. flavor here because going to be following the team very closely. Might as well have a little more rooting interest in it. Drafted Huberto, and then on the way back, got Lindholm. Oh, the tandem. Yes. Oh, you're invested, sir. I am. And guess who I drafted later? Tyler Toffoli. You got the whole Flames top line. Got him. Let's wow. go. Good for you. Let's go. I hope it works out for you. I really do, too. I think I hope. And honestly, if it doesn't, now we have someone to blame for jinxing No them. problem. Yeah. Maybe I will be an enormous jinx to the hockey team. Or maybe I'll be the reason why the team wins the Stanley Cup. It'll but, be solely me. But no Chris Tanev? Even after I he did, scored? No, I didn't. I didn't take Chris Tanev, unfortunately. Maybe Moses I parted the C's a couple times. <laughs> Moses parted the couple C's, mm-hmm. uh, the C's a couple times. Yeah. Did he? For Chris Tanev. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, a, I don't know too it's, much about the Bible. I've only read it a couple like times. My, my standard answer for anything religious is Jesus. It's that's been a long time since I've read it. You okay. Know. Probably need to get, hey, get listen, that, that's, that's, that's cool, too. We're not here to talk religion. How about power it, play specialists? Unless it's my, Scientology. Sorry, go ahead. How about... You want to hear my... No, okay. You nope, know. nope. I want to hear Michael Stone. You Stone's. sure you don't want to hear this? Back to Stone. Winds and fires and scores! Michael Stone launches a rocket right past Martin Jones. Power play specialist Michael Stone. Yeah. We raved about him with Ryan Leslie yesterday. We sure did. Sign him, please. Is there a chance? I'm ready. Because I know on the uh, on the intermission last night on 960, they were talking about maybe he signs a two-way deal to help him out with the cap. You think that's a possibility? I could see it. Okay. I could see him do it. Uh, I think it really depends on, you know, what is this timeline with Oliver Shillington? And has anybody else really impressed? Like, I think Jeremy Poye is poised for the AHL. Val Mackey, most likely, you know, Mackey and Stone look decent as a pair. And there's some interesting things, but a lot of it kind of hems on the return of Oliver Shillington and when that's going to be. Um, but the shot for Stone, very hard. I don't know how much time he's going to get on the power play like you did yesterday when the team is fully healthy and all that jazz, but something you can carry around in your back pocket, no doubt. Um, fun fact. He ripped that shot on Martin Jones. They were teammates for four years in that very building when they both played for the Calgary Hitmen. There you, that is a fun fact. There you go. How about that? Noah Hannafin scored on a slap shot from the point as well. Kevin Rooney elevated to play with Backlund and Coleman. Nice circle. Uh, nice job to circle the zone. Eventually finding Hannafin, who gets one past Jones clean. Matty Beneers would score a power play goal to get the Kraken on the board later. And then Blake Coleman would score to uh, make it a 4-1 win for the Calgary Flames. They got two more preseason games. Wednesday in Winnipeg, Friday at home to those same Jets. Daryl Sutter after the game. Complimentary of the goaltenders. Complimentary of Blake Coleman. And I would argue Michael Stone as well. Not so much the guys who are on PTOs. How would you evaluate your PTOs on forward and Cody Eakin and Sonny Milano tonight? Uh, I think it's challenging for both of them. Can I say I love when they go live? Because I listened to the post game show last night with when they go Pat right Steinberg. to Daryl, yeah, and it's quiet. No, but it lasts like thirty seconds. Oh, when Daryl speaks, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a the minute best. and a half. Yeah, you know, you're not investing too much time. 
No. Like, oh, let's let's play audio for the coach. And you literally have time to, like, you don't have time to go to the washroom. No, balls. it's a sip of water. It's, yeah. just, it's a quick coffee. Turn your and... mic off. Clear your throat a little bit. Go back on the air because you, you're, you're up there, Pilgrim. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, and our boy, Logan Gordon, getting that one in, too. Uh, Milano, underwhelming. Eakin's been fine. I'm okay with him probably being your 13th forward. The team also claimed Big Radim Zahorna from the Penguins. Mm. 26 years old, six foot six, 10 points in 25 NHL games. Uh, last Flames note, not exceptionally new, but Elliot Friedman dropping this little nugget on the latest edition of 32 Thoughts. I just think this is a big week in general. And the other one, I'm t- I think, Jeff, is Uyghur. I think there's a chance we could find out that if Uyghur is going to get done, it could potentially happen this week. Any idea what that could involve or what is being used as a template for any kind of deal? I've said it before, Lindholm, I think that is still around the benchmark. Friedman referring to Hampus Lindholm, the Bruins defenseman, former Duck, who signed for eight years and $52 million, 6.5 per season after being dealt to Boston. Nothing really new there. Elliot said that before, but just saying that uh, perhaps something imminent this week or at least uh, a decision as to where that's going to go. Okay. One other NHL note, Senator's going to be without Cam Talbot for a little while. Five to seven weeks, upper body injury. So yeah. they had to claim a goaltender off waivers. Yeah, apparently took a puck underneath the equipment. Oh. Broke his rib. Oh. Good Lord. That's um, that's the first Sensi thing to happen to the Sens all offseason. Like, apart from that, you were like, wow, this is running like a really well-oiled franchise. Yeah. Now this. I'll set him back a little bit. They were excited about him. Yeah. He's a good goalie. They're, they're going to have a hard time keeping the puck out of their net this season. They're going to score a ton of goals. Young That's blue be line. Super fun. Yeah. I took Stutzla and Debrinket. Nice. And Brady Kachuk. I got another full line. Like, I don't what? know why I kept doing what that last night. What are you doing? Night. I don't know. You, like, you're hinging on in. two teams' success. I'm all and in the on f- the Flames and the Senators this year in fantasy hockey. Ride or die, baby. That is a bad vibe. Because the Sens are the 10th most interesting team to watch in the NHL, according yeah, to USA mean, Today. Yeah, I love USA Today. Um, hey, the Jays opened up their final series of the year yesterday, taking on the Orioles. Jose Barrios was on the mound for Toronto against uh, Dean Kramer. This one was actually rained out. Uh, they didn't get to play the whole game, unfortunately. Always miserable weather in Baltimore, especially this season whenever the Jays were there. But they got through seven innings. Uh, how about Whit Merrifield lately? Mm. After Sunday's game, he told Hazel May. I still got something in the tank. And he showed it on Monday. The 2-2. Swing it a line, drive into right field. That's down for a base hit. In to score Hernandez. Right behind him, Chapman. The Blue Jays are on the board, leading 2-0. Another clutch hit by Whit Merrifield. I still got something in the tank. Scored a couple of runs. He would score himself on a wild pitch later. 3-for-3 three three with a run and two RBI. Helped the Jays win 5-1. to one. Rios strong as well. Three hits, three walks against through six innings, but only one earned run. Struck out five. Penultimate regular season game for Toronto goes tonight just that. after five. Mitch White on the bump well for Toronto. Uh, well done with the word penultimate. Mm. Second to last. I appreciate that. Uh, guess uh, handsome uh, Mitch White on the mound. He's been he's been bad. Handsome. Uh, yeah, well, he's you think a handsome he's a man. cute boy? Have you not seen I think he's pretty Mitch cute. White? Yeah, sure. I think he's 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 a handsome individual. Yeah. Like, I, I call like they see him. I call him like they see him, and he's a he's a handsome man. Uh Blue Jays clun- clinching home field advantage. For the wild card series starting they Friday, sure did. That's going to be interesting. I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated to know what time that game's going to start Calgary time on Friday. I'm thinking 11 a.m. Calgary time, or that even means 10:30. That'd be like a 10 o'clock start for Seattle. Yeah, 
Make I'm, it happen. I'm thinking oh, that. Right. Maybe hey. 2 o'clock Eastern, noon Calgary time. That'd be fun, too. The most important thing is we're not going to have any late starts after this happened in uh, the Detroit and Seattle game yesterday. 3-2 from Chafin. JP's in second. The pitch struck him. That game over. Tigers win it. They won 11 of their last 13, and that win by Detroit clinches the fourth spot in uh, the wild card chase. That means the Mariners are going to Toronto on Friday. Damn right. We're back in the playoffs. No late starts. Don't have to go to Seattle. Yeah. Huzzah. Very excited about this. Technically, it's not locked that it's going to be Seattle. It could be the Rays, but Seattle needs to beat the Tigers yeah. two out of three times or something like that. Uh, we're talking about the best part and worst part about Calgary sports fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want the worst part about Blue Jays fans in Toronto? Hell yeah. Because you guys love this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We eat it up. I can't stand the idiots in the crowd who needs to, they have to post their pictures on Instagram with their little Blue Jay hat and say, look at me, I'm at the playoff game, I'm so awesome. And then they cheer every time a fly ball is hit because they think it's leaving the park because they've never actually been to a baseball game. Every fly ball is like, oh! Like, just listen for that when the playoffs start. How many people yell at every single fly ball the Blue Jays hit when it's like a lazy pop-up and all of a sudden they think it's going to leave the yard? Like, just, that drives me nuts. Like, oh! Uh, uh. Yeah, and then it's like, then it's just That's like a lazy fly to the center the, fielder. Uh, just yeah. out of the infield, guys. Right. Let's dial it in here. You want a good tip when you watch baseball live? Watch the outfielders when the ball's hit. If they start sprinting towards the wall, you know that thing's really crushed. Or if they just stop dead and they know it's gone. Yeah, if they just look up. Yeah. With, See ya. And the shoulders sink. Yeah. I also like to watch the pitcher because they usually have a pretty good idea. Oh, they know right away, too, oh, by the, the sound. F, the F-bombs are rolling oh, yeah. well before that thing's over the fence. For sure. Ow! Don't like it. Uh, speaking of F-bombs, had one in this call yesterday, because elsewhere, more playoff clinchy. This coming from the National League. The Phillies taking on the Astros. Houston, well, they're going to the postseason. They're a very good team. The Phillies, meanwhile, were trying to end the longest playoff drought in the major leagues. Just needed one win. Let's go to Scott Fransky, the radio play-by-place of your Phillies. Dubon waiting on the 12th pitch, and here it is. Swung on, popped up, shallow center, coming on Marsh, on the run. He's <laughs> and the Phillies, for the first time in 11 years, will head back to the postseason. They stream out of the dugout and celebrate at the pitcher's mound as the Phillies have rallied <laughs> from their slow start and they have taking the final spot in the National League playoffs. It sounds like they were doing the call from the same booth that, like, the Phillies management was in Mm -hmm. because you audibly... At the pitcher's mound as the Phillies (laughs) have rallied. (laughs) It's a dude in the background being like, effing right! (laughs) It's pretty good. I love it. Uh, So the Phillies are back in the MLB. Uh, Patty, do you know who has the longest running drought in the MLB now? I believe now it goes to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Incredible stuff. The more you know. See, I knew he'd just be able to And the Tigers haven't been in the playoffs. I think they're tied, actually. They both, 2015 was the time for those, so eight years now for them. And the Angels have the best player, two best players on the planet. Yeah. And And they still suck. The one best player on the planet has played in, what, four playoff games his entire career? And he's about, he's he's 33 and his back is... The Sabres have the longest pro- drought now in all oh, of pro Oh, really? Sports. Yeah. Interesting. 11 years. You know what? I got the perfect sound effect for that. The Sabres sound effect? No, 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 no. It's like... Nice. The more you know? The more you know. The old NBC thing? 
Uh, the Phillies would face the Cardinals if the playoffs started today. The 12 teams Ooh. are locked. Seeding still to be decided with uh, two days left. And those Atlanta season. Braves are scorching hot heading into the playoffs. They swept the Mets, took over that top did, spot. He, here's a question for you guys yeah, real quick. Yeah. Uh, did people get the warm and fuzzies when Alex Anthopoulos won a World Series with Atlanta or nobody cared here? Um, I think we were happy a yeah. little bit uh, for Anthopoulos. And they obviously, you know, I think the Braves have a little bit of love around here. Yeah, it's like, yeah, well, this is fine. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it was hate, but I don't yeah. think people were like, Good for Alex. I don't think we filled the the bars to watch the Braves because okay, yeah. Alex well, was there. Right. And you wouldn't. No. Uh, to football? Yeah. You good there? Right, let's do it. Monday Night Football saw week four come to a conclusion. Rams visiting the 49ers out in San Fran. This San Fran. This was all 49ers scored a bunch of big play touchdowns in the first quarter of the run game. On first down, here is a toss right up the gut. Wilson, goodbye, touchdown 49ers. Goodbye. Uh, 30-plus yard touchdown for uh, Jeff Wilson there, getting the first TD of the game back in the first quarter. Then it went in the second, it was the passing game. McKivitz is side, Jim throws, it is caught! By Debo Samuel, breaks a tackle, 40. Debo, 35-30, 25-20. Breaks another tackle, 15-10-5. Touchdown! San Francisco! Greg Papa's call of Debo Samuel's incredible Ooh. touchdown just would not go down. Papa had another doozy call later as the defense got involved in the second half. Higby inside of Cooper Cup right. Stafford going to throw out right. Intercepted and coming back the other way. Talanoa Hufunga. Touchdown! San Francisco! So the Niners led 14-6 at the half. They opened up a 24-9 victory on the Rams. Held them out of the end zone. Only three field goals for Sean McVay's squad, which is... Impressive, mm. to say the least. The best part, though, probably the streaker, right? No, oh, it has to be the streaker. You, you, there, there's some audio we want to play about this because if you're here's a little here's first of all, you should never jump on the field. You should never jump on the rink. It's just not worth uh, the fine or spending a night in jail. But here's here's a pro tip: if you're ever going to protest something, make sure it's short and sweet. Mm. You can't have a law written on your chest while you're running around avoiding security with waving the smoke around bomb? like smoke bomb, which I don't even know how he got into the stadium with the smoke bomb to begin with. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to write something that's a protest, make sure it's short and sweet. Like, stop pollution. That's not that short. But something really short and sweet that you can actually make out. Because I was really squinting and trying to read what was on his back. Yeah. Because I don't know. Could have been a gender reveal. It's a girl. Yeah. He's running around with a pink smoke bomb. Very exciting. I don't know. Yeah. Or he was protesting, you know, uh, fracking. I have no idea. Sure. Fracking, right? Yeah. Play, Kev uh, uh, we won't go there. Play the clip of, of which one do you want to do? Manning first? Or Kev do you want uh, Kevin Harlan? You know what? Let's get the play-by-play. -play. Kevin Harlan right, had the call. A stoppage in play because someone has run on the field with a smoke bomb that is pink and he's running up the sideline. Now a couple of Rams come over there and make the tackle. Head first into the player who has taken the field and he's in a cloud of pink smoke so you can't see him and now on him are a couple of security guards. That guy is headed to the slammer. <laughs> Always happens with Harlan on the call. Be a good night. 
Every the time o- Harlan's on the call, somebody yeah. gets on the field. The old steel hotel. That guy is headed to the slammer. Behind bars. <laughs> the slammer. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a deep pull. That's a deep cut. Uh, Manning boys also uh, great. You know what they loved? They just loved the technique. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Oh, yeah. There he is. There he is. There he is. Not- yes. Oh, yes. yes. That's what we're talking Wagner. about. Wagner, Bobby. a veteran, right? Get him down. Now get Had out and tackle. let these guys take over. Put a helmet on a helmet and let security yeah. take over. Now, uh, this is what I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. What would be worse, mm-hmm. running on the field, uh-huh. getting smoked by Bobby Wagner, or jumping onto the ice at the Dome and then Milan Lucic blows you up? Oh, yeah. It's without a doubt number two. You think so? Because of falling down and smacking your head on the ice after? I also think the ice is so much harder than the turf. Yeah. But the worst part is when... That guy is headed to the slammer. You got to spend the night in the slammer. And you know what else about the slammer? And it will not be a good night. No, it won't It be. will not be a good night. That's it, George. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Well, on the plus side, it's a girl, apparently. Or... <laughs> Congratulations! Or I don't even know what what that was protesting just make sure just make it really legible mm-hmm. just like the guy who lit his arm on fire ahead of the tennis thing with roger fetter yeah protesting private jets at least i know he was protesting private jets as his arm was on fire that made sense too yeah right like Absolutely. arms on fire and planes and stuff yeah sure. right on that that makes a lot of sense the uh-huh. morning report brought to you by motorworks exceeding all expectations bmw repairs and service in a state of art in the state-of-the-art facility well, they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. Straight ahead, top of the hour, senior NHL writer at ESPN, Greg Wyshynski, will help you out with your fantasy football with Jeff Erickson, Rotowire senior editor, host of Rotowire Fantasy Sports Today for Sirius XM. Still taking your text at 960-960. Best part about Calgary sports fans? Worst part about Calgary sports fans? Name and location, please. It's the big show, R&R. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. That guy is headed to the slammer.